Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. It beggars belief that any head of state would abuse a public health emergency to tighten his grip on power. We've definitely got that story, plus mesh networks for freedom. But first, on another important New World Next Week episode for what's essentially the new normal world order, the cyberspace war is just getting heated up. Massive live fire exercise April 8th today with Starlink satellites. This coming just pretty much straight from the military's mouth. The Air Force will test SpaceX-developed technology in a demonstration that will reportedly include a live fire exercise targeting drones and cruise missiles, the latest test of experimental technologies. The April event today, again, that's... Uh, as we're taping this. The next iteration of the military's Advanced Battle Management System exercises takes place at Marine Corps Air Station Yuma, Arizona, right here in New Mexico at the White Sands Missile Range and, of course, Eglin Air Force Base down in Florida. The demo will include elements of the U.S. Space Command and STRATCOM with SpaceX Starlink mission, which aims to, quote, provide internet access with proliferated constellations made up of thousands of satellites in low Earth orbit. Now, at Space, Found Space Foundation's 35th Annual Space Symposium last April 2019, then-Secretary of Air Force Heather Wilson gave what even some of these articles refer to as an ominous look into what this might really be about. Quote, there may come a point where we demonstrate some of our capabilities so that our adversaries understand they cannot deny us the use of space without consequence. That capability needs to be the one that's understood by your adversary. They need to know there are certain things we can do, at least at some broad level, and the final element of deterrence is uncertainty. How confident are they that they know everything we can do because there's a risk calculation in the mind of an adversary? James, it almost seems like every single New World Order agenda is moving forward at what is essentially an accelerated pace. Light speed, one might say. Yeah, um, exactly right. And this is another example of that. So your cyberspace war hashtag has never been more relevant. And this is an example of how it's going to play out with the advanced battle management system that uh, this is part of the test that they're running. They did a previous test in December, and that's uh, from C4ISRnet.com. You have uh, the Air Force just conducted the first test of its advanced battle management system, where they noted uh, the service stated ABMS will require software and algorithms so that artificial intelligence and machine learning can compute and connect vast amounts of data from sensors and other sources at a speed and accuracy far beyond what is currently attainable, as well as hardware updates that include radios, antenna, and more robust networks. However, the service provided sparse detail about what kinds of technologies were used in the first experiment to link Air Force, Navy, and Army equipment together, saying only that new software, communications equipment, and a mesh network linked together assets. It did not say whether artificial intelligence had been introduced to crunch data and send it to users who would benefit from that information. So I think we have a mixture of things going on here. One, of course, is the unfolding of the... Uh, the, the new Space Force idea that uh, obviously the control of space is going to be the next territory, the next battle space domain to be conquered by the elitists. And uh, so this is one element or extension of that. But it's also, I think, uh, part of the hocus pocus smoke and mirrors that they often do about, well, we've got this incredible technology, but we're not going to tell you about it. We're just going to hint at it to make people quake in their boots about the uh, things that are being worked on behind the scenes. Some of which, I mean, I'm sure they do have incredible technologies behind the scenes, but I'm pretty sure we get 
uh, a lot of smoke and mirrors and distraction on this level of the information uh, pyramid. I'm pretty sure Air Force Times isn't exactly breaking the inside skinny on all of this. Um, but uh, tertiarily, to use a fancy word, uh, this also points to the real the real funding, the real reason uh, for being, essentially, of SpaceX. It's not that, that, oh, that benevolent humanitarian Elon Musk is just, he's just interested in getting humanity to Mars, guys. He has no interest, oh, wait, all of SpaceX's money comes from, well, a significant chunk comes from their relationship with Never a Straight Answer. Of course, uh, supplying the ISS and getting the Crew Dragon ready for, is it going to happen this year? Maybe not at this point. Um, but also, a huge chunk of their money comes from their work with the military, including the Starlink uh, satellites, which, by the way, are more and more clogging up the skies, as people might have noted. Uh, for example, the Telegraph was recently reporting Elon Musk's Starlink satellites light up skies over the UK, saying, Stargazers in the UK have reported seeing trains of bright light shooting across the sky in recent days, as Elon Musk's Starlink satellite network grows. One Briton said he had seen as many as 60 of the satellites shooting over the UK yesterday evening. It's getting like Star Wars up there. There, he wrote on Twitter. Another commented that there were weird and mysterious UFO-like lights spotted in the Somerset sky, etc., etc. Well, guess what those satellites are for, folks? It's for conquering the next battle space domain, outer space. And uh, it, 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 there's a little nuggets of that embedded in stories like this one, like the one from Air Force Times that you're reading from here, where it goes on to say, in January 2018, SpaceX launched a secret U.S. government satellite known as Zuma aboard its Falcon 9 rocket from Cape, Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. The mission ended in an apparent, although unconfirmed, failure. SpaceX, however, has denied its rocket was to blame, which sounds to me an awful lot like a story of, oops, well, that satellite failed and we'll never get any data from it, so you guys never have to think about it again, right? Meanwhile, whatever it's doing, I'm sure it is doing up there exactly as intended. Uh, the secret space program continues apace, even as they have successfully psyoped some non-insignificant section of the public who would otherwise be opposed to these plans to believe that space is fake and it's all a hoax. So <laughs> these aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the satellites you're looking for. Space doesn't exist, guys. Don't worry about what we're doing up there. Uh, so unfortunately, we have very little information about what's really going on, but we get little stories like this that hint at it. And uh, I think this is going to be the narrative for 21st century um, fighting. Uh, and let me add for the eight millionth time that, of course, the big you know, the 2D chessboard is fake and staged and phony and managed and China versus the US and whatever else phony narratives they're doing are going to be ginned up to give the excuse for the never-ending perpetual military-industrial complex aggrandizement. And this is just another example of that. But the fighting that takes place and the people that die in such staged and phony and manipulated conflicts are very real. And people die as a result of phony conflicts. If you need more evidence of that, go to CorbettReport.com slash WWI. There was a, a, a ginned up phony conflict that ended in millions of people paying for that uh, those lives with their lives, as is always the case. Unfortunately, we're probably going to see a repeat of that in the 21st century. So... Welcome to World War III, guys. Cyberspace war and biowarfare are going to be important parts of our lives going forward, like it or not. Well, and all the while that this is going on, another sizable portion of people, of course, are worried about the latest, you know, the latest pandemic. 
while the government wants to tell you we're doing everything we can to save you and your family's life, again, they're they're playing space war games up. Uh, in other news, James, I guess as far as the grand chessboard goes, Kissinger calls for a new world order again. Uh, Trump's narco-terror indictment of Maduro is already backfiring. Meanwhile, the New York Times parrots U.S. propaganda on Hezbollah in Venezuela. So in some ways, I guess it's, it's business as usual. Really interesting stuff here for our second segment on this New World Next Week episode. Journalists threatened, detained, as multiple countries restrict pandemic coverage. And it starts by noting a century after the Spanish flu of 1918, coronavirus is testing the resilience of independent media around the world as governments exploit concerns over the coverage of the epidemic to clamp down on press freedoms. Questioning of official accounts has drawn fines, police investigations, and the expulsion of foreign correspondents. In some countries, the virus has provided a pretext for governments to pass emergency legislation likely to curb freedoms long after the contagion has been extinguished. Saudi Arabia and the UAE have announced fines hundreds of thousands of dollars for individuals deemed to be sharing fake news as Iraqi doctors work overtime to contain the spread of the virus. Authorities in Baghdad said they were temporarily suspending the Reuters news agency's license to work. Egypt said last month it was revoking the press credentials of The Guardian. Eight Turkish journalists are now waiting to learn whether they will face charges. In Azerbaijan, President Aliyev is using the crisis to crack down on free speech. Sir Roger Gale, a rapporteur on Azerbaijan, Jean said, quote, it beggars belief that any head of state would abuse a public health emergency to tighten his grip on power. Police in the Philippines charged a television station owner and an online reporter under a new law. In Hungary, Prime Minister Orban's government has handed Parliament an emergency bill that would formalize a years-long slide from democracy into dictatorship. Honduras has also declared a state of emergency, withdrawing the legal guarantees for journalists. In Brazil, President Bolsonaro moved to indefinitely extend deadlines for freedom of information requests with a late-night decree and, of course, in Venezuela. Authorities arrested journalist Darvinson Rojas and interrogated him about his reporting on the country's coronavirus outbreak. Now, who do you think... I'll, James, I know you know the answer to this. Who do you think wrote this to the audience? Just, I mean, that sounds... Could be anti-war, Whitney Webb, Dan Dix, any number of amazing alternative media writers. Nope, that's the freaking Amazon CIA Washington Whole Foods democracy dies in darkness post. So much like Dinosaur TV now have their hosts in, you know, their apartments. The Dinosaur Rags have adopted the style of indie media, James. Remember, of course, the, the real, I think, posering kicked in with Swamp Thing in 2016. But this is yet another area where I think the powers that shouldn't be are just failing forward. They're just going for it, James. 100% double underlined exclamation point guarantee that this is the excuse for the next wave of crackdown on online media. So yes, you're right. This sounds like, doesn't it sound like, uh, wow, a crusading, you know, let's save the media kind of post from Bezos, Amazon, CIA, what's going on here? Of course, the devil is in the details. Of course, you can read through the entire article, and I suggest people do, and you'll see, as you point out, yeah, let's talk about Egypt, let's talk about Turkey, let's talk about Azerbaijan, let's talk about Philippines, Hungary. Of course, there's a couple of meaty paragraphs on Russia in there, of course. And all of those points are valid points. There really is a crackdown on media going on in those countries, and it is disgusting. But what's the excluded part? 
of this story. Do you see anything in there about the crackdown on speech online in the free Western world, in the US or the UK or other places like that? Of course not. Not a single peep about that because we need to protect the public from this horrible information that the online independent media is putting out there on social media. Of course, the Washington, Amazon, Bezos, CIA, Whole Foods post is going to completely 100% be on board with that agenda to crack down on voices like ours. It's just those evil, you know, Russian government bastards or the people over there that uh, that they're cracking down on media. But we we need to crack down on media here at home. So that's that's the rub. That's where the, the, the obviously they're not going to report on the real details of what's going on as we are about to. I, I know you have some related stories to bring up in that regard. Um, but I just want to underline that point that 100% this is going to be the excuse for the big purge of online media. And I, I, I unfortunately, I said the my prediction for the trend for 2020, end of the internet as we've known it, this is going to be it. If we are still on outlets like YouTube by the end of the year, honestly, I will be shocked because this is going to be the excuse. And anyone who says anything against the coronavirus agenda that is unfolding before us right now will be purged because you are killing grandma. You are killing grandma by talking anything against what it, the World Health Organization is saying. So um, this is it. This is the excuse 100% guaranteed. And as you're about to point out, it's already beginning. Well, and you, but you, you got me thinking up other, other angles to all of this. At this, as this is now been widely called that 9/11 in slow motion. We haven't even hit the points of taking off my shoes. Remember that came years after 9/11. It was a long con, and this is the slow motion long con. So we haven't really seen much of what. Again, they kind of have up their sleeves. We've read a lot of their papers, and we know what's up their sleeves. But yeah, let's wait for a big old cover story from the Washington Post on this story, and it is lighting up alternative media. Censorship of David Ike is waking people up. That's the article from ActivistPost.com. It has all the videos with London Real. And the interesting thing, they do have a bit of coverage from the BBC, but they're talking about how it's a good thing. YouTube tightens rules after David Icke 5G interview. And perhaps, again, David Icke is more, much more well-known in the UK. That's maybe warranting a BBC coverage, whereas in the States it might, might not hit as much, I suppose. YouTube has banned all conspiracy theory videos falsely linking coronavirus symptoms to 5G networks. The Google-owned service will now delete videos violating the policy. It had previously limited itself to reducing the frequency it recommended them in its Up Next section. The move follows a live-streamed interview with conspiracy theorist David Icke this past Monday, April 6th, in which he had linked the technology to the pandemic. YouTube said the video would be wiped. James, I just saw a little bit ago, Woody Harrelson forced to apologize and delete his social media post about coronavirus and 5G. Sidebar, remember Woody Harrelson's the crazy conspiracy radio host in 2012. Social media crackdown on crazed conspiracies after 5G masts torched in Liverpool and back here in the States. And as somebody in my chat said, it was like, the state is mandating which software you can use? Indeed, they are. New York bans Zoom for online teaching, advises Bill Gates' Microsoft Teams, of course, instead. James, any extra thoughts on those last little related bits? Uh, not really. I'm just saying this is the trend. And yes, as you say, this is the beginning 
of the tiniest sliver of the thin edge of this wedge. We have not seen the end of it, but this is going to be the battle ram. And I should I should point out, uh, I should just let people know, I, everyone knows, uh, for example, Ryan Christian and Jason Burmis and Luke Rodowski, and everyone is getting demonetized. Their channels have been demonetized. I should point out that I, I received that message several days ago as well. It doesn't affect me because I've never monetized a video and never w- plan to. I don't care. I don't want their blood money. But they did demonetize my channel for whatever that's worth, despite the fact I have no monetized videos. So uh, they are just blanket doing this to every online media voice right now. Well, and that's and that's maybe the thing to point out to folks who might not realize this from behind the scenes. You can get flags on certain videos and they'll say, we're demonetizing this video. And those would all be separate instances. This is now essentially saying, Corporate Report, Last American Vagabond, we are changed. Your whole channel, any video, even if you uploaded a video unboxing some new great toy, it's all demonetized. So on this New World Next Week... Episode 404, you know, kind of like the error message will start to get as the internet might start to crumble. Another fantastic one, solutions-oriented stories to close out this episode from our friends at ActivistPost.com. Coronavirus fuels P2P connectivity. Crypto-driven mesh net gives rural towns internet. While the coronavirus wreaks havoc on the economy across the U.S., a number of the 1,737 residents of Klatskany, Oregon, can't obtain an ISP bit. Situations motivated the town to adopt a decentralized mesh net ISP called Althea, A-L-T-H-E-A, and the network's users are paid in cryptocurrency for relaying. Essentially, a mesh network, as we have talked about many years in the past, is a local network topology that allows people to relay and share bandwidth and route data from and to other participants. If the network goes stronger, it can operate in a non-hierarchical fashion, and the more cooperation, the better the network will perform. Althea's MeshNet service provides people with the incentive to host decentralized ISPs in any community rather than relying on the monopolized services provided by the big cable companies. Clatskany, Oregon residents aren't the only ones. Folks in Tacoma, Washington as well, so they know what's up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Althea.net, faster, cheaper, decentralized internet, and that is not an ad. There's also Bitcoin Wi-Fi. There's all kinds of other different things. Again, like a lot of these stories we talk about, it's the idea. It's not the place that does it. It's the idea that everybody can do it. So, James, we actually talked about mesh networks back in 2014 with something that even now seems pretty prescient with what we've seen in the previous year. Hong Kong protesters turned to mesh networks to evade China's censorship. And here we are again, James, at least with some solutions. Exactly. And this is the... This is the paradigmatic example of not unmitigated good news. And so I'm glad you pointed out it's about the idea behind this. It's not about the specific way that this idea is being implemented. And I say that because this is a great example of people being motivated by a need, a perceived need. Oh, we need we need to get around these ISPs. What are we going to do? Oh, why don't we do it ourselves? Why not, instead of waiting for some corporation to come along and provide it to us, or asking mummy or daddy government to make the corporations provide us ISP in the way that we want, no, we make it ourselves, and so we can set up a network, and it's, it's, I think it's done the right way in a lot of different ways, including incentivizing people to become relays and to, to help forward information through the network by incentivizing that through crypto and all of that. I think there's a lot of good ideas in here. But the devil is always in the details. So if you go to alfia.net, where you uh, see all of the, the nice, you know, explanations and everything, and there's just that little line in there. Uh, relays get paid automatically for forwarding bandwidth to neighbors, dot, dot, dot. 
High-speed 60 gigahertz 5G antennas provide speeds of over 200 to 400 megabytes per second. Oh right, of course, it's going to be the 5G antennas, isn't it? So there's always, there's always a catch in there. That's why I'm not necessarily recommending Althea specifically. But as you say, the idea is the right idea. And I'm sure there are ways to implement it that are not reliant on, say, 5G antennas. So... I'm sure there are people in the Corporate Report crowd who have more technical expertise than uh, yourself or myself who might be able to devise a better way of doing this. But I, I think the idea, as you say, is, is the right idea. And there are ways that we can understand, learn from this and, and move forward, not only with regards to mesh networking, although I think that is important and this provides a good example of that, but in a lot of other uh, problems that we encounter along the way where we see a problem and we know there's a problem going on, are you going to wait for some corporation to deliver it from on high? Are you going to try to vote harder in November and make sure that your guy gets into the Oval Office so that he can make some corporation do something that will then benefit you? Or are you going to go out there and do it yourself? Uh, I think I know which is going to be the most effective uh, form of actually changing the world. But it does involve work, and that's that's the rub. So if you're looking for something delivered from on high, you're going to get shafted. And if you uh, want to actually have a solution, you're going to have to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty one way or another. We are smashing the scaradime, as you say, James, with this episode 404 of New World Next Week. In closing, I got tons of visits from the link I put in the show notes last week to my chat stream in Discord, which, sidebar, speaking of Discord, of course, folks reached out to say, hey, they're not super trustworthy. As I know, they are problematic. Somebody turned me on to another platform called Riot, which is actually very open source and looks really, really interesting. I just don't know why all the places have to have names like Riot and Discord and I hate this. and <laughs> Maybe some puppies and sunshine, <laughs> perhaps. But last week, I put the link in the show notes. I got tons of listeners tons of folks to come check it out we actually made some great new supporting media monarchy members from that meanwhile i think maybe some folks forgot that it was actually just a limited time free pass so we'll do it again but i will have to give my tech guys over in discord actually a little more warning next time so james a d programming note this is generally where i tell folks i broadcast generally speaking nine to five monday through friday news music memes and more I need a break, brother. I need to take Easter week off. I've had some power difficulties here in the apartment. We've got an electrician coming tomorrow. And again, I didn't get my, my rock and roll camp at the uh, Boise Music Festival. It was postponed, so I still need maybe a little bit of time off. So I'm going to take Easter week off. But again, the Media Monarchy community never closes, and I always like to invite folks over to check it out, James. Yeah, you and me both brother, we need a break. Uh, I don't know if people have noticed, but I've been posting to the site every single day, day in and day out, every single day, seven days a week for the last uh, few weeks. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the hardest working man in alternative media and whatever other, uh, other people say about me, but I've never worked harder in my life than I'm working right now. And uh, I need a break, but I'm not going to take one. I'm going to keep going until I burn out because this is the most important time of our lifetime. And I'm going to keep doing it until I cannot do it anymore, which may be sooner or later, uh, sooner rather than later, given the way this uh, crackdown is coming on online media. Anyway, uh, let's just keep pressing ahead and do what we can. I uh, hope people will check out your, uh, your live stream and we'll take it from there. James, thanks for uh, three great stories. Yep. Take care.